This is Hearsay, Season 1, Memories Resurfaced. This season, we'll be connecting with a few of my favorite personalities in skateboarding to revisit certain events in their life and the vivid memories they walked away with. I'm Richard Quintero, and this is Episode 1, Letting Go of the Go, featuring Brian De La Torre. How do I even get into this? So this came about end of 2013. My ex and I were having a hard time. It was a, a relationship fueled by alcohol and partying and having a good time. It was Halloween. It was just me, Yaje, and his ex. And I remember I was like four or five pints in at this bar. I'm getting that feeling of like ego is getting revved up, you know, and I'm feeling invincible like I can go and talk to that girl right there across the bar from me who I'm attracted to and everything's gonna be I got nothing to lose and blah 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 and all that fucking ego shit and then I was like oh no like okay this is where it hit me had like this first realization of like oh okay this is the root of my high is alcohol I get this crazy high from alcohol and then the next morning it's like this fucking depressing low and such a classic battle. So I dropped my pint and I just looked at the two and I was like, I'm out of here. And they're like, what, where are you going? I'm like, I'm done. I'm done drinking. I don't want to drink anymore. And then that was it. Within those two weeks, I started feeling fucking amazing. But I was still struggling with my ex, you know, and like I stopped drinking, she didn't. So we were like not really hanging out because our like I said our relationship was pretty much based off of like going out and like partying or whatever and I wasn't partying I was like I was eating pints of fucking ice cream for those two weeks trying to get my sugar intake and fucking watching movies non-stop Yaje is like yo you should seriously come to one of these ceremonies with me one of these like ayahuasca things with me and I was like uh what what's ayahuasca so I did some research and he gave me some things to read because I was already kind of like heavy into psychedelics. So I kind of wanted to like dig deeper into that. Not using it so much as a recreational like substance, but more as like a medicine. And I was like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. So I met up with Yaje. I hadn't eaten anything all day, just green juice. Fasted the day before. And we got on a train to New Jersey. <laughs> We went to fucking New Jersey. His mom was going to this person and like, I was just kind of like flowing along. I knew what I was getting into as far as substance, like the substance I was about to take. That's as far as I knew. But other than that, I didn't know that I was going to a house. I didn't know that I was gonna sit around a table with like 15 strangers, drink this substance, and then like sit on this dude's couch for like six hours and just go through deconstructing my existence. We're on our way to New Jersey. It's in Edison, New Jersey. We get off the train and we walk two blocks from the train stop and then there's a house. And we walk up to this house, normal looking one story house, garage, yard, normal folk living there. The dude who answers, I think he might have been Puerto Rican. I looked into his eyes and I was like, okay, like this is the dude for sure. I just gave him a hug and then I just told him, I have no expectations, I'm here to learn. 
the house is just there's two couches it looks like some shit out of the fucking 80s or like early 90s photos everywhere of the family fully 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 sitcom house dining room living room kitchen just shag fucking carpet but like super fucking random like what we're about to take this like powerful medicine in this <laughs> in this atmosphere They practice this religion called the Santi Daimi. And basically, you, you take the ayahuasca and then you just chant for fucking hours. But I asked the dude, is like, is it cool if I leave the table if, you know, shit starts to get heavy? So he was pretty fucking lenient and like just kind of open and like, yeah, you could leave the table. People can go on amongst themselves and do whatever they want. So before I drank it, he was saying there's plenty but you don't need much because it's powerful stuff. But I needed a lot because I didn't know what to look for in the substance. People drank two shots or three shots and they were fucking gone. I needed five shots to feel anything. And then once I took the fifth shot, like everything just fucking hit me all at once. Like, oh my God, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, like I'm dying. Oh my God, I feel like, oh my God, I'm dying. I'm fucking dying right now. I'm going to die in this fucking person's house in fucking Edison, New Jersey. What the fuck? The worst trips are the best trips. When you're having a bad trip, to me, that's a good trip because you're fucking facing stuff and you're realizing shit in your life that's like powerful, that needs to be addressed, that has been shoved under fucking carpet and layers and layers and layers need to be shed. That's what a bad trip is. We're like an hour in. I excuse myself. I'm pretty sure first out of the table. And then Yaje and then his ex. Basically at this point, I'm like done looking around. I'm sitting Indian style with my eyes closed. And I'm gone. But for some reason, rocking back and forth really calms me down. It brought me back to like a, being a baby and like my mom cradling me and bringing me like comfort. And that's like one of the ways I found like peace in this uncomfortable state. I didn't feel paranoid. I've taken psychedelics before. I always just tell myself like everyone's doing their own thing on their own trip, moving at their own pace. I just felt uncomfortable and then I remembered what Yaje told me beforehand was when you feel that, just submit. Like, open up. Give in. The whole time my palms were sweating, like, before I gave in, and I was, like, clenching my fist, like, because I felt like I was fucking dying. And then I opened up my palms, and then I just started breathing slow, deep, heavy breaths. And then I submitted, and I let go, and then when I let go, I was fucking gone. There was no Brian Dolatory, there was no fucking, fucking gone, dude. I was gone. It was actually, it was so sick. It was fucking sick. It, there was no more fear. Fear is gone. I'll tell you what came in after the fear left. Dude, an insane burst of love. Holy shit, like my heart was so like compassion and love full of like everything every single living fucking organism on the planet like whatever good bad whatever like just had so much compassion for them 
I'm going down this line of like my life from like being a baby to a child to a teenager to a fucking young adult to where I was at that time. All these things in my life that molded me and then all these things in my life that are causing me pain, substance abuse. It was like going through a desktop with files and like going through these files of like your life. I don't need this in my life and then putting it in the trash. Crazy shit like that. Like just like, okay, cool. I don't need this. Okay, anytime this comes up with my ex, uh, just love. Open up your arms. Just love, 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 love. Love is the answer. Love is the way. Love is the key to everything, to every, to all of suffering. Just love. I just kept doing these like little mantras to like keep myself from like feeling again. Because at that point, I'm like, I wasn't even fucking human. All I was fluttered with was like this insane energy, dude. Like I was energy. I was like through the fucking cosmos. There was no time. There was no existence. It was like letting go of the go. Does that make sense? That sounds fucking crazy and it sounds like, like some Buddhist shit, which it is, you know? Like once you let go of the go, let go of that go. You know, at some point I was feeling like, felt all these, like, dude, it was like geometrical patterns and all like these fucking colors and it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful that I started fucking crying. Not like crying, like sobbing. I was like teared up with like, with joy and how the, how the hell am I going to put this into words? How the hell am I going to explain this to fucking anyone? I was maybe like three hours in on the couch and then I got up and I walked towards Yage and I just looked at him and he looked at me and we looked at each other like soul seeing soul. You know, I know it sounds fucking cheesy, man, but it, it, it was like, you know when a child's born, all they know is love, you know? Or it's like dog consciousness. Dogs know love. That's it. They, they, they fucking love. And that's how I felt, dude. I was like, that's all I felt. For three months after that, my friends thought I was going crazy. Like, I mean, maybe I was a little. I was trying to save everyone. <laughs> I had to, like, tone it down. <laughs> I was like fucking like super excited because I feel like I had like kind of like skipped ahead. I unlocked something to me at least that like people figure out when they're like in their fucking middle age, like 50s, 60s. Dude, this medicine just like fully expedited the meaning of life and what's my purpose and everyone's like question, like fear. Like fear, dude. Like, what am I scared of? What are you scared of? And I even have trouble with that still to this day of letting go. I'm scared of death because life is so fucking beautiful. And I catch myself like, oh my God, like life is so amazing. But it's also like very fucking hard and fucking sad. And it's like this light and dark dark light, good, bad, bad, good. It's all like the same shit. It's all the same thing. Pretty much that day, I was like, okay, shit. The only way that I can make anything better in my life is if I better myself. The whole end of that year, in the beginning of like 2014, I was just like, yes, man. And just letting everything just come in. Like everyone come in. Like it's all good. I don't know you, but just come in right here. It was sick as fuck. And, and you know, I've taken it three times after that. And then I think on the fourth time, I was like, okay, 
I got what I needed from it. I got it. I think I got it from here. Dude, yeah, that, that shit changed my life, man. <laughs> it rattled me. It, it, it scared me, like, not scared me, but it, like, it got me straight. I feel like I was a pretty, like, you know, decent human. You can always better yourself. You've been listening to episode one of Memories Resurfaced. This is season one of Hearsay. If you like this show and you want to hear more like it, you should subscribe. Big thanks to Brian for sharing his story. Produced and edited by Richard Quintero, associate producer Elena Cheriboga. Next week, episode two. Stay tuned.